My name is uh, Blessing Makumbe. I'm one of the elders in this church, and it's a huge privilege to share the Word of God with you uh, this morning. I, I just feel a little bit uh, jumbled up by the pressure put upon me by, uh, by Sean right there. Uh, so we need to find a way of uh, releasing the, the pressure. But I, I honestly really feel that God wants to do something uh, for us this morning. Uh, what I'm about to do is totally unprepared, unplanned, but just feeling that the presence of God is, uh, is here with us this morning. I'm going to ask for someone who's good with the keys a little bit to start on that, uh, or someone who was playing the, the keys earlier on. If it's okay, uh, that's how we're going to roll this morning, uh, to come on the, on the keys. We have been going through uh, this series, uh, Kingdom Come series, and today we are drawing it to a conclusion. And as I was just sitting here praying and trusting God, uh, what He has in store for us this morning, I really felt that we can't go through the Kingdom Come series and not experience His Kingdom coming in our midst as well. I think it has been a, a really beautiful time learning different aspects about the Kingdom of God. But before we extend and we start looking at others, out, others outside of this room, we need to ensure that His presence and His Kingdom comes once again in Reading Family Church, in our midst, and amongst us as well. I think there's something powerful that happened as we were singing. I want to speak Jesus to speak Jesus, and I, I really want us to begin to, to speak Jesus once again, to speak his kingdom in our lives, in whatever situation and whatever is happening in our lives. When we talk about kingdom, we're talking about a king who has dominion, a, a king who reigns, a king who rules over everything else. We're talking about one who rules in the heavenly realms and comes onto the earth through us, where his, uh, his vehicles, he uses us to spread his word. And it would be a shame for us to go through this series and not fully feel the presence of God and say, I have encountered the kingdom of God. We as a church believe that we want you to be a growing Christ-centered community where we experience Christ here in Reading and beyond. But it starts with us. And I want us to take this time as we start, as we center ourselves once again, to say individually, I'm going to call upon the kingdom of God. I want the kingdom to come upon my life to experience him, to experience breakthrough in my life, to experience his goodness and his kindness. And I'm not just going to come and experience another Sunday and live here feeling a little bit warm, but I'm going to feel growth in my life. I'm going to feel that I am receiving something of substance from Reading Family Church. I'm not going through a series, a series that comes and goes, but when we talk about the kingdom, that I will feel the kingdom of God in my life. I am very, very bad with names, totally bad with names. If a name was a number, I would know every name here, uh, but names is a, is a real challenge. So I'm going to ask firstly that we spend the next few seconds individually just praying and asking for his kingdom to come. And then I'm going to ask for men to turn to men. Introduce yourself. You may know each other already, but just say your name. It just makes it easy. To someone else, men to men, women to women, let's pray for the kingdom to come upon our lives. Be, be comfortable. It's okay. I mean, I'll allow someone else to pray with you. If they're not comfortable to say what's happening, just pray for the kingdom of God to come. But we're going to start by praying for ourselves first. Kingdom of God come. 
I speak the name of Jesus in every situation. I will be praying with those online as well. We are not leaving you behind this moment. We cannot have a series. It comes and it goes and we are not experiencing the kingdom of God coming in our lives. And so this is where we're going to trust him. Open up your hearts and begin to seek him as, as an individual. I also pray for you online this morning. I pray that the spirit of God will come, will dwell upon you. That something in your life will change in these moments. As we have been talking about his kingdom coming. As we have been learning about humility, what it means to be humble. I pray that this is not just a series that will come and go. But that this is a series that will leave seeds. Seeds that will grow and germinate and produce fruit. There will be people who will grow a Christ-centered community, a Jesus-centered community that seeks him and that knows him for who he is. Spirit of God, may you move, minister to your people, minister to those online for whatever reason they have been unable to come to church. I just pray and I ask in the name of Jesus that you will touch them in these moments. And for everyone else in the room as they seek you, I pray and speak the name of Jesus in this moment. I speak the name of Jesus in this place. I speak the name of Jesus in every situation. I pray that the kingdom of God will come in the name of Jesus. We are not going to wait for the end of the service. We are going to trust for the kingdom of God to come in these moments to minister to people, to set people free in the name of Jesus, where people have been centered and focused upon themselves, but you are calling them out. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that hearts will open to you in the name of Jesus. May people experience the power of the kingdom of God the power of the kingdom of God. It is no coincidence that we have the word kingdom in our purpose and what we stand for as Reading Family Church. So may that kingdom come. May that kingdom come. May that kingdom come in whatever situation people find themselves. Minister to your people this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. I encourage you to continue speaking and sharing what God is uh, saying as well. Uh, even after this, uh, this service. So as I said, my name is uh, Blessing Makumbe. Um, I was meant to be sharing the Word of God last week, and then I felt very ill and just felt something that God was doing, even as Sean uh, then sent me a message saying he has a, a message. Uh, as I was telling him, I can't, I can't do this on Sunday. I can't, uh, I can't preach, and I just felt God had a message. If you did not listen to that message, please, I encourage you, to go back and listen, a message that was shared from the heart, personal story as well in, involved there about forgiveness. And I want to encourage you to, to listen to it. But as I was also asking God, okay, I mean, do I still share what I was planning to share when I fell ill or do I move on now because we want to conclude the series? Uh, I was just asking, uh, what, do, what do I do? And we'll find out this morning what, uh, <laughs> what I do as we, as we go along. Um, I think about three or so weeks ago, uh, a number of us uh, church members went to um, the Globe, and we had a Krishna who shared, uh, and he, he really was provoking, as uh, was described of him, but I thought his message was absolutely brilliant. Um, and he did it in, a, in such a beautiful way, but he was sharing from a passage I'm about to, to read, which is in Matthew chapter 25 uh, from verse 31. He touched on this in the most British way, coming around and really lending it well. But today we're going to go direct into it and hear what the Word of God says directly into, uh, 
into the passage. So let's turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 25. We're going to read from verse 31 to 46. It says, But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at the right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you. Uh, for, uh, prepared for you from creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these uh, righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality? Or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did this to one of the least of these my brothers and sisters, you are doing it for me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, away with you, you cursed ones, into uh, internal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty? or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and not help you. And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you're refusing to help. Uh, you, you are refusing to help me. And they will go into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. It is one of the scary parables that we find in the Word of God, because... Uh, I find it scary because it's not referring to the separation of those who know Christ and those who don't know Christ, but it's referring to the separation of those who are deemed to already know Christ um, that is taking place. And we teach and we believe, and we truly believe that salvation is a grace topic. Um, our salvation does not come from works, but neither is it without works this salvation that we, uh, we believe in. I want to talk a little bit about that as well, uh, to spend a bit of time and, and hear what God has to say uh, to us um, around this passage. I think it uh, feels harsh when I say that salvation is indeed not achieved by works, but neither is it without works. And when we read what, uh, what James says, he says, um, in, I'm going to read from James 2, verse uh, 14 to 17, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. 
And then verse 26 says, For the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. I think there's an emphasis that is taking place here that James is also using and also this passage using. That as we come to know Christ, as his kingdom comes and gets to know us, our mandate is also to go out there and spread his kingdom, to go out there and ensure that his word is being uh, passed on to others. Those in need, uh, also through our actions, through our deeds, not only through our words. And I want to challenge us, uh, Reading Family Church, and say, I feel that we are in that season where we have heard about Christ, we have known him for ourselves, we have enjoyed his privileges of knowing Christ. It has been good for us, but it is time for us to begin to make greater impact, not only towards our neighbors, but also even those who are in need and, and those who are far from, uh, from, from him. The, the, the category that is being made here is not go and help other Christians or being a command that is being given about helping just you know, those who are looking well-dressed and stuff like that. It is to help those in need as well. And I feel when Sean came back from sabbatical, beaming with the word of how we are going to thresh mountains, it is also referring to this uh, type of uh, passage as well, that it is time for us to thresh you know, mountains of prejudice to press, to, to really go into poverty areas as we are doing already in uh, Reading Family Church, but for us as a church collectively to partner together and to move into these areas, to see his kingdom come here in Reading, in Whitley, and beyond. I find it fascinating that the separation that he's making here of uh, sheep and goats is not that different from, let's say, uh, weed to wheat, not that different from the wise virgins versus those who had the oil that was burning. There's a lot of similarities also even between sheep and, uh, and goats. There's a lot of similarities sometimes in a field very close to my house. When I see the wheat and sometimes when I see the weed, the weed has sort of also has some flower and some seed that looks like wheat, but it's not wheat. And what I find fascinating about this passage is the separation takes place right at the end. Whether it's wheat and weed, Jesus encourages us to say, let it be, leave it, let it grow. Let the sheep and the goat graze together in the same field, let it be. But the separation will come right at the end where the sheep and the, the goats are then separated and said, based on what you were doing. And I also find it fascinating that those who were doing, uh, just helping others, did not even know that they were doing it, did not even know that they were, they were being noticed by the king. Yeah. They were just doing it from the outpouring and living out their hearts. It had become a natural reflex for them. It was part of their DNA. It was who they are. What a beautiful thing it will be as we sit there in, uh, in heaven and reflect about Reading Family Church, your contribution in Reading, your contribution in Whitley, your contribution beyond our borders, and look back and say, look at what God did for us. Yeah. This is why I strongly feel this morning that we cannot continue coming and doing beautiful series and then just come and it ends, and there's nothing that is changing in our lives. The gospel is real. It is hard. It is not always easy to accept, but we need to do our part. We all need to pull together in the same direction and trust God to move and to minister in our midst.
There's a statement I love that uh, Mother Teresa says, she says, or she, that she said, she said, I see Jesus in every human being. I say to myself, this is hungry Jesus. I must feed him. This is sick Jesus. This one is leprosy or, or gangry. I must wash him, tend to him. I serve because I love Jesus. When she was looking into specific situations, situations that we look at and we marvel and we're like, how can there still be life in this? All she would see is Jesus in a situation like that. When we see and we see poverty of a humongous magnitude and we're wondering, what is this? And then you begin to see Jesus in different people behind it, those that are sick, those that are not feeling well. This is what I really believe God wants us to come to realize as well. We, uh, in, in 2000, we moved to Cape Town from Zimbabwe. And um, my parents had decided they wanted to go into full-time ministry at that particular stage. So my dad was going to Bible school. My mom was going to study in psychology so that they would support each other in ministry. And they left their, I would say, very successful jobs in Zim uh, for the sake of, uh, of the kingdom. And one day my father came and he said to, to me, son, uh, the family is changing uh, for a few years, so we're going to move from three boys, so we're three boys in, in my family, and we're going to become 13 children. Uh, and it's going to happen in about a week's time, so I thought I would let you know that you're going to have uh, an addition of 10 other uh, children in the, in the house. Um, and they effectively children that they had seen uh, in a um, local toilet who had been uh, refugees from Rwanda and, and Angola, and the heart was just, we can't see this and leave it and let it be. So they come into, into our house and we, we live with them. And literally our lives changed overnight from three boys to, to 13 of us. Uh, and I was still the oldest uh, when I was in university. So I had to drive around with these, uh, with these uh, children. Um, War-torn scenarios, so they are not, never really pretty, um, with all kinds of trauma, different types of trauma in, in each of their different kids. A few of them, one in particular, uh, Dominic was his name. He, he loved uh, to become like me. Uh, I, as you have figured out, I love my maths, my science. Uh, that's why I know my numbers and stuff. And I was studying electrical engineering uh, at the university. And he just wanted to become like me, so every time he would wait for me when I finish uh, university, come back home, and he would be waiting, let's do together maths, let's do together science. Um, and I did that for years and years, and then eventually he wrote his final high school exams, wasn't so strong, uh, went to do Technicon, and then after some time, continued to pursue his dream that he wanted to become like, uh, like Blessing. Um, he wrote a few... Um, two years or so ago, uh, a message, and I have a picture of uh, uh, Dominic as well, uh, saying to me that I am now Dr. Dominic. I graduated with a PhD in electrical engineering um, as I pursued my, my dream. I share this story because when all these uh, children came into our house, it felt like our, my private space and our private space was being invaded, 
But that is what the kingdom of God had started to do. Children who had a hopeless life, in situations in which they were found in, we can have a testimony and say one of them is a PhD holder. In fact, two actually went and had a PhD. One did it in uh, another field as well. It's not about the education. It's not about what they came out with at the end of the day. It is about the kingdom of God that they encountered through love and caring for them, giving them an environment that gave them equal opportunities like any other child out there, which is nurturing and loving. Reading Family Church, this is the challenge I'm having for you, that how we conduct ourselves wherever we are needs to be a way in such that we are displaying who Christ is. For those that are around us, for those that are in our community, Whitley being one of the poorer towns in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in the UK, or, or uh, councils in the UK, we have a part to play and a story to contribute. Yes, good. We um, partnered with um, um, this particular prison back in, in Zimbabwe, Sarah and I, and we decided this is a very small prison, 150 plus uh, inmates. Uh, we can't get blankets in a harsh winter. And we decided, okay, let's step in, let's get blankets using this particular passage of, you know, you, you did not cover me, you did not visit me in prison, etc. And we uh, bought 150 blankets, we provided them. And what I can uh, tell you is, from that act of love, uh, we now have pretty much a lot of access into different prisons, uh, but my dad became a chaplain in, uh, in prisons. Full access to share the word of God in any prison that he wants in Zimbabwe, because it started with an act of love, where the prisoners and, and also the, the wardens would not understand how can it be that you have thought of a prison of all places. People think of hospitals, th people think of schools, but how can it be that you thought about a, uh, a prison as well, coming from that act and that heart of love? I want to challenge us this morning that we will be a different type of a church. We have heard the word, we have been challenged even about threshing mountains. We may just appear to be but a worm, but Christ is with us. His kingdom has come to us, has met with us, and his kingdom and his presence is with us here to make a huge difference. We have started the beautiful pantry, and when I started to see some of the things that you are doing, I was in awe and in tears about the generosity that is coming from Reading Family Church because you are responding. You have seen a need and you are responding. My challenge to you as we are going into this period, uh, this Christmas period as well, is to let it, be, let it not be just one of those Christmas periods that comes and goes, but let it be a period where we truly know and have assurance in who we are as children of Christ. I want to close off by reading um, Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. And it says that the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the world, so all the nations will hear it, and the end will come. What we believe in is good news, brothers and sisters. And it is for us to carry this kingdom message from here this morning and spread it out in the different areas that we will go, where we will scatter all over uh, the week. The mandate is on us to ensure that we bring forth this good news wherever God leads us to be. It is amazing news that we celebrate in, in December, that Christ came, he died for us, that sinners like us might have life and life in abundance. And so if he remembered us, if he came through for us, if he came and he, 
he tore apart what the devil had intended and gave us this life, then it is for us as well to carry this mandate, to respond as you would have responded, to love those who may appear unlovable, but through the act of love, their lives will be changed. And what I also love is, as I look around and as I see, I think we have a lot of continents that are already represented in our midst, in our church. I think we have, uh, we have Asians. I don't know about Antarctica. <laughs> Anyone from Antarctica? <laughs> um, but even us, ourselves, we are having people from different parts of the world. Um, and also we have a model about the, the beyonders that we are doing one thing that really, really made me fall in love with Reading Family Church was the Beyonders model that we have adopted. Effectively, sending people to go and learn language and culture, to immerse themselves and understand people before they bring the word of God, the good news of Christ. What a beautiful, beautiful model that we are doing there to ensure that his word spreads across, goes into other places where it's deprived at the moment. And so I call upon you, Reading Family Church and employ you and say it is a beautiful season that we're going into a season of Christmas. We have been equipped through the Kingdom Come series to know more about his kingdom into our lives, but it cannot end with us in our lives. It is for us to go and to spread it out and to ensure that those who are far from him come and we can have many more glorious and good stories about how God used you to bring so many other people to know him this morning.